Welcome to the Pastor's Cut. This week we're on with Phil Adams, pastor of Subka Sahara, the church on Devon, and talking about what got cut from his sermon on Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch from Acts chapter 8. And so if you have any questions you'd like us to discuss, you can send those in to us by emailing us at podcast at parkcommunitychurch.org or just dropping a comment wherever you happen to be listening. So send those in. We'd love to see what you're wanting to hear more about. But let's get started. I'm Trevor Lovell, and this is The Pastor's Cut with Phil Adams. All right, Phil, good to have you on the show. Good to be here. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. You um, you brought the word this weekend down in uh, near North LP. It was great having you in my, you know, my my home region there. Yeah, it's good to be with you guys. I think it was the first time I preached on a Sunday morning at, at near North or Lincoln Park. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. And you actually you started at near North, and so it's like full circle, yeah. making the way back. You know, six years ago we walked in the doors at near North. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually, it was pretty cool. You shared about that in the sermon. I think like, like the first, uh, well, you're sharing like Nate was like one of the first people that you met, right? You and Ruth, when you yeah. walked in. And off the elevators, we met me at PN. Yeah, I know. Long time ago. He always reminds me of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, man, I really appreciated your message. It, it was, um, as I, we were just talking beforehand, I had never heard anyone get into sort of like the the inside of the the Ethiopian eunuch, like inside his mind, uh, his feelings, kind of exploring that and sort of why he was reading Isaiah. So that that was fascinating. Really appreciated your work on that. Um, but could you just give us a quick sermon recap um, of kind of what were the main points? Yeah, sure. Um, absolutely. I think uh, one of the things I talked about just at the beginning was like uh, our, our expectation of what it means um, to be a Christian, you know, that, 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 um, we, uh, have an idea in our minds as to what it looks like to be a Christian in 21st century, um, North America. And in, in kind of my intro, just like toying a little bit with that idea and asking the question of, you know, how, 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 um, or what would it look like to, um, uh, think differently of what the expectation is to bear the name of Christ um, as a follower of Jesus, um, just to, to stir people's um, thoughts and really bring it back in, at the end um, with the Ethiopian eunuch in the sense that um, I think part of his story was that coming to Christ for him was being given a name better than sons and daughters. Um, and then that, there's a connection there with how we bear the name as name of Christ as Christians. Um, so yeah, one of the other big things and you see in this passage is uh just the work of the holy spirit that this story is um very clearly divinely orchestrated i think that's one of the things that luke really wants us um to see mm -hmm. in in reading it um so then just drawing out the the the, the incredible um, gift that we have in the holy spirit who, who dwells within us as followers of jesus and just um i really just wanted our folks to see that that is incredible and that is what makes us extraordinary as followers of christ um i think um we sometimes think it's our it's our giftings that make us extraordinary it's our talents it's what we've done um and yet there's this just incredible truth about what is happening in the world right now that that the holy spirit is indwelling the followers of jesus um, and transforming them transforming them renewing them um transforming us further into the image of christ and working through us and that um is what should draw our attention in life to, to what is incredible and what is happening that's incredible in the world and therefore as uh, followers of jesus that's what makes us extraordinary um and and incredible um i moved then on just to looking at the idea of uh, how the uh, how Philip got to where he 
he was. It was the Holy Spirit directing him to this very specific and yet um, random place. It was outside of uh, Jerusalem on the way to Gaza, ultimately on the way to Africa, um, dusty road uh, in the desert. Um, and just there was no way to explain where he was other than having to articulate that the Holy Spirit had, had guided him. So asking um, us and, and the folks at uh, LP in Near North, if someone was to, to look at your life, um, would you have to, ex uh, would, would God be a necessary explanation for the life that you're living? Um, so we draw that out um, a little bit. Um, and then went on to, to really look at the Ethiopian eunuch, as you said, and um, he came from a, a, an ancient kingdom in, in North Africa. Um, he was powerful, he was wealthy, he was a treasurer um, of the, the queen's wealth of the kingdom where he was from. Um, and yet the, the kind of defining characteristic that really gets um, drawn out by Philip, he mentions it four times, is that he is uh, a eunuch, which means that he's been um, castrated. So I think it's funny. It's funny. I think that often gets missed when, if you grew up in the church and you're hearing the children's stories, you don't really know what a eunuch is. Um, so it was interesting to just to delve a little bit into that more, um, finding out that to be an Ethiopian, to be a eunuch, usually uh, historically eunuchs were found um, in places serving royalty and um, kind of in trusted positions around royalty, around kings and queens. And, and the reason was that because they'd been um, uh, castrated or couldn't have children, they were seen um, not to be as such a threat to kind of taking power or trying to create their own um, dynasty. And that's why royalty would have would gathered um, eunuchs around them. So just realizing that um, to be a eunuch then was, was, a, was a sacrifice to get to where he had got to. Um, so yeah. just, just kind of noodling on that with, with, with folks and just, you know, what are those things that, that we have, have, have given up? Um, to get to to where we have got to um and then just wondering you know what what's going on in his mind um that's brought him to mm -hmm. uh to jerusalem and to the temple um and what's really fascinating is that um in isaiah chapter 56 which is three chapters away from um the passage that luke actually quotes that he's reading um in, in isaiah 53 isaiah 56 is this beautiful passage talking literally about um, eunuchs and saying that one day um, that eunuchs will be found within the walls. Um, oh, it says, uh, I will give my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Um, and, and realizing again that the, 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 the Ethiopian eunuch likely um, was not able to get into the temple. Um, so even on the way back, he's reading and trying to understand what's going on here and then put the pieces of the gospel together, realizing that somebody laid down their life um, for something when he reads Isaiah 53 and how the lamb went to the uh, shearer and in humiliation did not open his mouth, similar to how he would have um, experienced uh, becoming a eunuch. So just trying to put the pieces together um, and that that's where Philip, God brings Philip right into that um, moment where you have someone puzzled with the scripture and Philip gets to explain it and, and point in um, to uh, Jesus that, it, that, that, that even though he cannot have killed children, um, even though in a sense his name is being tarnished by that, that um, we're given an everlasting name through Christ, um, that Christ did die for something. He, he died to give us his name, um, which is a, a beautiful connection um, there that we see to the gospel. Um, and then just, yeah, challenge, challenging um, folks, are we, are we um, going back to the beginning again? Are we living a life that's, that, that's inexplainable, but 
um, for God? And are we living a life um, that needs explained because we're bearing the name Christian, because we're bearing um, the name Christ? And 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 closing with just, um, I think it's help, uh, just a reminder of folks that being a Christian, it's not just it is but not just um something that that's by way of a theological description of what we believe but being christian means it's it's, it's a life lived um and then just going back to the idea of are we living a life that that needs needs um explained because of uh the work of the holy spirit within us so that's was pretty much a summary of the the um sermon hopefully that wasn't too long but that was, that was, that was, <laughs> no, it was good it was good man it's uh, you you tied things together in a really good way and i feel like there's application points throughout that um that connected really well it's like you started with the, the whole idea of an extraordinary life right that that we can live an extraordinary life not because of our gifts or our talents but because being filled with the holy spirit and then i feel like it's almost like the litmus test for that is uh like if you had pressed pause in your life yeah. And look at where you are, uh, where you live, what you're doing. Um, would you have to like? Would you have to talk about God? Is God a, like a necessary reason for why you are where you are? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious. In um, just in, in case, like maybe people are thinking, well, how do I? Because um, in the sermon, you even contrasted like that. There are there are certain there are other basically cultural ideas that, that have a tendency to shape people's lives in these ways more often, right? That, um, that sometimes people might find themselves in a place where the decisions they've made actually haven't had a whole lot to do with God and that like, this isn't true of their lives. Um, and yet maybe they came to the realization just through this, that like some things need to change. And so I'm curious just in your own life and, how would yeah. you like talk about some of the decisions that that you and and Ruth have made? Like, because I mean, you, you went from Ireland to um, to China and then to Chicago here, and even have like moved into a few different places here within Chicago, just mm-hmm. to kind of get into like the inner workings of what that's been like in your own life. To when you're yeah. making those significant life decisions, um, what's kind of like some of the framework, I guess? Yeah, I th- yeah, great question. I think, I think, I, yeah, I think at some point it's it's almost a choice that you are going to make decisions that the 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 rationale is god so it's not necessarily um i think the holy spirit does does speak does guide but even before hearing hearing the holy spirit speak or god's guidance it's making the it's it's it's, it's, it's you intentionally making a decision that i will make decisions um that will only be explained by god and then yeah. and then comes the ex- the expectation that, that the Holy Spirit is going to speak and then he, he does. Um, but I think if you sit, if we sit still <laughs> and just say, okay, like I'll, I'll wait till the Holy Spirit gets me somewhere that, ex- that, that will need explained by him. Um, I don't think that's the right, yeah. the right way to, to, to look at it. I think is that, that we know that we have been called already mm-hmm. um, give our lives to Christ and be obedient to him. Um, and therefore let's go, let's go do that um mm-hmm. to make decisions um also it's interesting this this kind of came out actually of a talk that um my wife did um mm-hmm. ruth and she had, she was doing a talk about um being i think it was it was well yeah it was about being a being a mom um far from home um so like yeah. with her parents in a different country and um the what she was really talking about in this was talking to our kids um and explaining to them um, why we don't live um, near uh, our grandparents or their grandparents or our parents 
and um it was she 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 nailed it she did a phenomenal job um just talking to the to about how we get to raise our kids um having to point them to god for the explanation um of very specific things in our lives about why um we live where we live um and uh i think that's a really a beautiful thing for folks um that do have family are far from home is 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 um a way that we're discipling our children in relation to this explaining to them um why why we do um what we do so that's 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 where it came from um and yeah i i going back to that first idea it's a do i really think it's a it's a choice and i think um we as followers of christ like we have to um has to i believe like like there there should be a riskiness to our lives that that um isn't necessarily as as clear in the lives that don't follow christ you know we we believe that god is sovereign we believe that he's good we believe all things work together um for our good um we believe he's given us a mission and a task and there there should be this riskiness about us um and if all of our decisions are explained through comfort and safety um and control and convenience there it seems like that would mean that there's a um a kind of a, a disconnect between what we say we believe um and, and how we're living what that means for different people i think is different things um i think for some people it means um making a decision to stay where you live you know commit roots down i think for other people it means you know go God stirring you to send you somewhere I think some folks it means commit to the job you're in and other folks I think it means leave um and I think I think for a lot of people too it means um stirring up your imagination with with um how can your gifts and your talents be best used to spur on the kingdom and in a sense having a relentless pursuit of that and not giving up until you have a clear understanding and I, I, and not to say that the understanding will always be perfect and 100% and it'll all be super neat. Um, but uh, getting yourself into a position so that your life story is is centered around the kingdom. Um, you can look back on your life and say that like this, yeah. is, I went on this journey um, for the sake of what God was doing in the world, that his name would be glorified, that people that don't know him would come to know him. Um, and that's, again, that's going to look different for different people. Some people might literally mean starting a, some form of ministry or you know entrepreneurial ministry in a community or a neighborhood or the city or the world um for other folks it just it really might be you know making a lot of money in their job and and using that money for the sake of the the, the work um that god's doing so um while also you know sharing christ in the, in that place of employment so it might mean lots of different things but it's it's a pursuit of it of getting yourself in a position where you have to explain what god's doing in your life yeah 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 that's good that's so good actually <laughs> um i know that you like the idea of like latency um specifically when it comes to spiritual gifts but but i feel like it's a broader thing that that is in this whole of life thing being centered around the kingdom like you're saying and i think sometimes we, like we could talk about um spiritual gifts as like either you you have it or you don't um but this i feel like this idea of latency is often kind of like a missing piece of the puzzle could yeah. you could you expand on that a little bit yeah, I love this. I love this word. I don't know why latent, latent within. Um, it's just the idea that that something is like present within and yet not being fully realized or fully utilized or expressing itself fully. Um, and so I think for me, looking at the church 
you know, like like this idea that the most extraordinary thing happening in the world is the spirit of God is indwelling his people. Um, that 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 in a sense, if that's if that's true, and um, there's so much like the the part of the resurrection, you know, is alive within us. There's this sense that it's latent, that that, that it's not being fully expressed. Um, and that's something that we should just de de desire in our lives is that the Holy Spirit um, is experienced and is 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 is, is fully activated um, it, personally, um, but then even more so in my heart, like broadly. You know that the church. What would the church look like if it was you know set on fire um, by the Holy Spirit and this part that's within us um, really was rose up? And that's I mean, that's you're talking about revival. You know, like like uh, that's what the the where you get to is like what would it look like um, for the Holy Spirit to to really move um, in our church, in our city, in our world, and um, I think when you realize that the Holy Spirit is there but latent, um, in a sense, that's when you know I think that the yearning for more um, comes, and and that's I think that's yeah. that's my heart with it too is to see I, I just believe that there's just so much. Um, more that we as followers of christ um can um do with our lives in a sense other than you know sunday attendance or being in a small group and how do we how do we get to that place yeah yeah absolutely yeah man i always enjoy i always enjoy talking about these kinds of things with you you got you just have like a certain way of like phrasing things that is is very pleasant so <laughs> yes you're asking really good questions yeah yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for the conversation. I think maybe just one closing question would be this. Um, and uh, it, basically, in the sermon, you had shared something about um, the. You shared a story of Subka Sahara um, about a woman who works in the grocery store who basically started reading the Bible with a coworker, and that person came to faith um, at up at Subka Sahara the Church on Devon on Easter morning, uh, which is a beautiful story. That's yeah, that's that's fantastic. Um, and I think, I think the question I just want to ask is for someone who's like, they have a sense of like an opportunity opening with a coworker of, you know, this person has some spiritual curiosity, they might be open. Um, yeah. what, what would you give in terms of like some concrete um, advice just on like, okay, I, I want to ask this person to read the Bible with me. Where do, where do I start? What do we do? What am I like trying to do in those conversations? You know what I mean? Is yeah. That... Yeah. I think. Um... It's. I think. I think the conquering bit is is difficult because it goes back to the, just the spur of God moving. Um, but yeah, I think being being in prayer, you know, again, that that the creates I think expectancy that God is going to bring um, the right people around you into your life. Um, I think what I've seen, and I'm not an expert in this, but some of the folks around me here up in Sepkisar are just incredible at this, and I've heard some of the advice they've given has been just like you know be be natural, you know, to let, let relationships, you know, develop as they relation, as, as they do. Um, I think a lot of time we're, we're in it for the long haul with people, not to say that we don't be bold and courageous, but just recognize that, that things do take time um, and yet yeah. to stick in it. And then just oh, wait, waiting for those um, opening moments. I think um, some of the terminology I've heard as well is like, relate like relation building a relationship can be like building a bridge that's 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 mm. become strong enough to carry the weight of the mm. gospel or what we might just call like carry the weight of a weird question can i read the bible with you <laughs> yeah um, and um and maybe it, it doesn't start with that maybe it starts with just conversations of faith that 
understanding their own, their spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, getting to the point, you know, sharing your 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 spiritual journey, um, and yeah. then do they have a Bible? Um, and you know, go, go, going from from there, and um, there is a there is I think a, are we do we have space in our lives to to do that? If they say yes, is something to um, to, to consider. But um, I think when you have an end goal of getting them a Bible or um, reading the Bible with them, I think that does give give direction to the to the relationship as well. In a sense, not that it's some mechanical need to read the Bible with this person, but it can be more tangible than I need to share the gospel with this person uh, mm-hmm. because it does uh, warrant more of a relationship than like a one-off explanation. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, that can be something that we're just trying to, that we're genuinely seeking to, to, to build towards in the relationship. Um, I think it's beautiful too, that if we can do this in, you know, in community with folks, one of the things we're doing up here in sub Sahara is um, really looking at the, our Bible studies and, um, tr- we've got a team kind of working on at the moment. How do we structure Bible studies so that anybody could come in at any point mm-hmm. and pick up the Bible in the passage that we're we're reading um, yeah. and engage with the questions and the the style of Bible study that we're having? Because um, a lot of the times that's not the case when we think of our our small groups and um, mm-hmm places where we are studying the Bible, like they're not necessarily like a, a place that we would want to invite someone who's, who's inquiring to read it for the first time. It can be a lot of Christianese and just church yeah. culture. So how do we, how do we strip that back a little bit to be like when the church gathers to read the Bible, it's not that different than somebody else coming in and reading the Bible. You know, we're just, we're, we're, yeah. we're reading something that we believe is incredibly important and then seeking to glean from it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, not not uh, not dismissing you know the church and what as well. If there's other people in your life that could come around, somebody um, would be a yeah. few. Things. Hopefully, there was something in that that was helpful. Oh, yeah, that was great. No, that was really great. I was just thinking like, if the church is doing that right in a group, then basically everyone has a model for how to do this individually because you're you're um, yeah, like it can work either way in terms of yeah. an individual relationship or like inviting into that space or people just kind of walking in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Spur that on a movement of of scripture being read, um, a beautiful thing. And it doesn't also have to be like passages. You know, it can be it can be um, like a, there's a, a a guy here at the church um, during the week, and you know, we were just talking, and I was just able to open up. He asked a question, and I was able to open up a passage to say, like, no, this is the answer. You know, the mm. the question, there's a verse that talks about that. Um, so. Yeah, it can it can um, look different. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, Phil, this has been great. Thanks so much for making the time. Love it. Thank you, yeah. Trevor. Yeah, absolutely. All right, see you, man. Catch up soon. All right, thanks for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, also, if you have any questions for us you'd like us to discuss, go ahead and send those in. You can email us at podcast at Park Community Church, or you can drop a comment wherever you happen to be listening. But Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with a new episode.